the USL show, also known as The View for Soccer. I gave a very pro wrestling heel turn, I'm sorry you were offended apology. The US military discussing what a Naruto run is for the Area 51 raid. I feel angry. Welcome to the USL show. It is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network, and we are sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. It's another short playoff uh, quick take episode, and today we brought in Richard Rainwater from No Mean Podcast uh, in Indianapolis, uh, covering Indy 11 for a year or so now, maybe longer. Richard, were you around in the NASL days? Were you, were you kind of covering it? I was not. I was a fan, but I wasn't covering anything until they started in USL. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I thought, but I wanted to make sure I was right on that. Uh, we also have Pony, who's fresh from a flight from Phoenix. What, you came in around noon this, this uh, what, around noon today? Yeah. Yeah, I got in pretty early in the morning. It's a good thing, too, because a bunch of wildfires broke out in the area afterwards where I'd have to drive home. So oh my goodness. I was able to get home successfully. Yeah, glad to hear that. Um, so, yeah, you caught a flight back from a really cool event. You got to go see Phoenix play um, Austin Bold. Really tight game, which we're going to talk about shortly. But um, how was it? You flew over there. You went to the stadium. What was it like? It was it was fun. It was quite a great environment. I mean, this is the fourth stadium I've been to. Sacramento, of course. Reno and Vancouver back when they had a USL team mm-hmm. a long time ago that doesn't quite exist anymore. But it it was one of the better experiences at a USL stadium I've ever had, period. I mean, thinking about it, it's kind of rifled some of the rivalry games with Sacramento for the whole environment. What they're doing there is pretty impressive. Hmm. Um, yeah, let's just start with that game. It was the tightest of all the games in this round in the uh, quarterfinals here, uh, zero, zero, one penalties, eight to seven. Uh, tell me about the game itself, pony. Was it, was it harder to kind of come away from a game you saw live and talk about it or just as easy or, or easier? Somewhere in between the views different because I was sitting behind the goal for the most part supporter section. So that was a completely different perspective for what we usually see on the streams. <laughs> But for the most part, it looked like Austin did what they wanted to do, which was slow down the game, not let Phoenix do their style at Phoenix. If they did, it would have been a replica of that 6-0 game earlier in the year if Phoenix destroyed them. Mm. But I mean, I think the best chance in the regular time was Austin. They had a one-on-one breakaway that the keeper stepped up and got the save on. Phoenix had a lot of decent chances. I think on a normal day, they would have been able to put one away. They looked a little bit off. Maybe it was just the fear of their first one seed home playoff game in the West, which is usually that doom seed with all the environment at home. But they pulled it together in the penalty shootout. Long one. That was stressful to watch, but it was fun. Yeah, this shootout's good and bad. I've seen one live as well from the USL, and yeah, it's stressful. Not as exciting though, for sure, as as open play. 
but a necessary evil for sure. Richard, you caught the end of that game or the second half of that game, I believe you said. Uh, anything you, you took from that game in watching that? Yeah, it seemed as though Austin just didn't make mistakes. They knew what type of game they wanted to play. They wanted to connect some passes together. And when Phoenix took the ball away, they couldn't find any good chances. And that's really what Phoenix feasts on. So it was a great performance. They had nothing to lose, and Bold really went for it. Yeah, it's that I keep going back, and maybe it's just that old man wisdom of Austin Bold. Um, <laughs> do, they played it right. So props to him for uh, standing up to the best team in the league, I think we can all agree on, at least so far. We're going to find out, I guess, pretty shortly. But um, let's move on to the next game. I got to catch some of this, Real Monarchs versus OC. I kind of flipped away once things went off the rails, but the Monarchs were off to a really, really good start. And OC had one answer for that, I believe. And then just the most ridiculous red card. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but just walked over a player and kind of caught his, I think his face with his cleats, uh, the player's uh, face. So ridiculous, deserving of a red card. It's one of those where you're like really glad the ref actually saw it happen um, where often they don't. So good job there. Um, And then, you know, the Monarchs win six to two. Anything anyone wants to say about this one for sure? It was pretty cl- cut and dry. I will just say, sorry. One last thing about the Monarchs is that they are rolling like about as good as I've ever seen the Monarchs when they're on the rolls that they can get on. And uh, to me, that's impressive because they've, you know, they've had a lot of different rosters doing a lot of the similar things like looking smooth, looking good after all the coach changes they've had in the last couple of years. This is really good for them. A lot of people have seen this coming. In fact, Pony, let's throw to you because this is something you thought Real Monarchs could do for sure, right? Yeah, I didn't think it'd be 6-1 by any means. <laughs> but they were the better team up until the red card happened. I was watching part of that because I just got into Phoenix at that time. But, it, I mean, they've won eight of their last ten now. They're a threat. Yeah, Richard, did you see this one? Anything you want to say before we move on? I'd say the only thing is it's about time for Monarchs. For so many years, we've seen them roll through the regular season only to drop off on the roster freeze. Mm -hmm. So it seems like this current coaching staff and this current roster has finally figured out how to get momentum at the right time, and they look dangerous. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave uh, Phoenix quite a run for their money. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. And it, and that'll be a more fun game to watch than the Austin Bold one. I, I'm, I'm willing to bet, although I've been wrong about a lot of things, which we're going to touch on pretty shortly. Pardon the uh, noise there. Um, Sacramento Reno. I started watching this one. It kept pretty tight, honestly. Um, Reno, I thought, looked so good in the first half. And, um, you know, as a St. Louis fan who has seen Corey Herzog struggle with the team. It's really cool to see him just at his best. I thought he looked so good in the beginning of that game, just all over the field. Not something I expected to see from him, honestly, but I I think he's thriving there. Uh, But Sacramento really dominated the second half. Um, Pony, did you want to kind of mention anything about how Sac kind of came back against a team that really likes to fly high? I need to really rewatch this game. I'll see it as a highlights because... I've been home and awake for about five hours today at this point. <laughs> so, I mean, I saw they gave the goal immediately for the second straight playoff game. And I kind of just kind of, I kind of wrote it off at that point, like they're going to do it again. But they came back and maybe that's their formula is 
give up a bad goal in the first five minutes, Lowell became the self, uh, soft, soft sense of security and respond, take the lead late. Yeah. I mean, they played well with the exception of that first little bit. Yeah, and they, they won away, too, so I was kind of betting against them. That's why I picked them in your survivor poll. And, and speaking of that, I, I chose Reno in that because I thought Reno would win this one due to partly that, partly just because I think Reno um, is the t- kind of team that could win that g- kind of a game in that stage of the playoffs. Um, and, you know, I, I picked them to win that, and I picked Fresno in my uh, in my whatever, in my pick them for the playoffs because they're a defending team. And I tend to kind of lean on defending teams when I'm not sure who to pick. And I, you know, it kind of went, both teams went opposites. <laughs> so I was wrong on both of those. We're not going to talk much about uh, the Fresno game, uh, but I do want to move out East and Richard, let's just cut straight to you. Let's start with the indie game versus Red Bull two. Uh, let's talk all about they give us, you know, an early goal and then none. <laughs> <laughs> And that's actually counter of the typical what Indy 11 tend to do, where, you know, they leave it until late and then they count on, you know, last minute heroics. So it's exactly the game that Indy would have wanted, where they simply came in, they scored a goal, and then they relied on what's been a really good defense all year to get them out of it. So New York just didn't seem to have any answers. The chances they made weren't very good, and the few that they had, the goalkeeper stood on his head. So all in all, a complete game. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, to be honest, I saw the you know I saw the first goal, and then I saw how Indy, uh, Indy uh, defended for the rest of the first half at least. And uh, I just thought, ah, I'm not sure they're going to score another goal, and I'm, I think they're going to defend out. You guys looked really good in defense and pretty solid. Not that the end didn't give me a couple uh, nail biters for sure, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it was it was good to see, uh, you know, the change of venue, the the mm. rain that was going on made things a little difficult. But it, it was good to see that resilience. And at times, especially during the, the losing streak, they seem to have lost that. So, you know, heading into Nashville, they should have quite a bit of confidence. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of Nashville, Nashville three to one versus the battery. I never really got too worried in this one. Richard, did you catch it? I I caught the highlights of it, but I I mean, it's exactly what you thought it was going to be. You know, it was clear who the better team was. Uh, Nashville seems to have shaken the ghosts of last year's playoffs and they simply came in. They were playing at home in front of great support and they're looking to break the curse of teams heading to MLS and losing in the first couple rounds of the playoffs. So if anyone can do it, I think it would be this group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Charleston. I think, I think with these teams, the the play in teams that won, I think it really hurt them to play three days later. I think that was a real killer for them because neither the battery, neither nor the uh, Legion just looked ready for this game physically. Um, Not that mentally they didn't have an idea of how to play it, because I think they both, you know, went into it thinking how they should play it. But, you know, things just didn't go the way that they hoped. Right. Well, the talent gap didn't hurt either. You know, <laughs> that, uh, that was part of it. I, I mean, the, the playoff game, you know, we saw it. I think Austin Bold was by far the most successful. Um, but they all had the air of you're lucky to be here. You know, be glad that you're here. Kind of wave to the cameras and then see you later. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, and the game we're about to talk about was, I think, an excellent example of that. 
Yeah, pretty bad. Pony uh, Lily Ball doing <laughs> non-Lily Ball things, right? 7-0 to zero, Pittsburgh over Birmingham. Just a disgusting game. Not at all the snoozer that I thought it would be. I even said snoozer at least two or three times in the last episode. Couldn't be more wrong. As, as I usually am about Pittsburgh, It's I'm, I'm finding. Yeah, who would have thought that the second player ever to have a four-goal game in the postseason <laughs> would be a someone from a Bob Lilly team? <laughs> So far, I mean, I would have, I would have believed Pittsburgh won that cup with four one zero games and had someone who scored four in a game. Just incredible. Um, you know, not much more to say about that. It, it's one of those games where you watch a couple goals and you're like, okay, I'm done. I don't need to see any more. And there were so many games going on at the same time. Um, I didn't go back and watch some of them, but um, and I am trying to get the Riverhounds guys on uh, tonight. Didn't work out, but maybe we'll get them on in the near future here because I see a good future for Pittsburgh. Although they've got a tough matchup in the next round, a lot of people have Louisville going all the way. They took care of the Rowdies. It was 2-0 for most of the game. Uh, Rowdies got one back, but uh, Louisville's on a tear. Uh, Richard, what's your opinion of Louisville? You've seen them at least twice this year, right? Yeah, and Louisville, you can never rule them out around playoff time. The players might have changed, but the coaching staff, the front office, they've all been here before. Uh, We saw this last season where they got hot right at the right time. They made it into the playoffs. You know, and they just steamed over everybody. So we I heard you guys talk about it last week. Birmingham quite possibly could have been the worst team to ever qualify for USL playoffs. Mm. Uh, I think they demonstrated that Uh, this will be a much tougher test. So I would expect the typical Bob Lilly. This is going to have to be a one nil grinded out defensive effort game because Louisville is not going to allow you to drop seven in one half of play. Mm hmm. Yeah, Pony, why don't you look at the next round? um, Or no, this is the quarterfinals. I'm sorry. I think I called the previous round the quarterfinals. This is the quarterfinals. Uh, Pony, any quarterfinal preview thoughts from you from any of the four games that we're about to see? Um, I mean, I think they're all interesting in their own rights. I mean, Pittsburgh-Louisville, like I said, Louisville always gets hot come postseason, but Pittsburgh's still unbeaten at home this year, and Lily Ball's firing on all cylinders defensively at this point. Indy Nashville, I mean, I this one I have a little bit of fear for Indy because they have not played too well away from home. And but Nashville isn't quite the home juggernaut that people think they are. Hmm. I mean, going out west, Phoenix Real Monarchs that could be an amazing game. I mean, Monarchs aren't as good away from home again as I mean that's true for basically every single team out there. But we'll see how that one goes. And then again, the West always has some low seed going on deep, so. 6-7 seed in El Paso hosting Sacramento. I mean, <laughs> the only remaining play-in team against a uh, 6 seed who is kind of lily ball light. I mean, they're an underrated defensive side in El Paso. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing about that is I'll, I'll just kind of repeat what I said about both Sacramento and El Paso last week, that it's, it's interesting that I think these both of these teams are just like – they're just hoping for their, you know, special players to do something. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what we're going to be watching for is Kisa Vetter or, um, oh gosh, I'm going to blank on everyone else's Iwasa and all these guys that who can score out of nowhere or to just step up and score a goal and then defend out. At least that's how I feel. Do you think that's far from the truth? I know there's more to these teams than that, but often it seems to come down to that. 
No, I could buy that. I mean, both teams, I think, have surpassed realistic expectations at this point. Mm. So they're kind of playing with house money for going for a trip to the West Finals. I think I'll dub this one the snoozer just to see if I can be wrong again and have someone score a million goals. So El Paso and Republic, I'm putting that evil on you. You're the snooze game of the of the playoffs quarterfinals, um, if there were to be one. Uh, but we're getting into really good teams here. I don't know what the best matchup is out east. Richard, why don't you pick one of these games to talk about? I think from an entertainment value, Indy and Nashville are going to be the highest ones. Hmm. Um, you know, both teams, I, I think, match up well together. Indy's going to play defensive, but they have the capability to drop some goals. Nashville's extremely talented. They have a lot to prove. You know, I just think Pittsburgh and Louisville are going to be, it's it's just going to be a, a bloodbath. I mean, it's going to be extremely physical. It's going to be defensive. It's going to be grinded out, uh, which suits both Louisville and Pittsburgh. So the most entertaining is probably going to be Indian Nashville. I'm interested to see the Phoenix match up against Monarchs because everyone expects Phoenix to win. And I would expect Monarchs to do exactly what Austin bold did and play with, you know, play with reckless abandon. What do they have to lose? Mm. Yeah. Everyone expects them to drop out in this round. And I think Phoenix is going to face that in every round that they play that, teams aren't going to play afraid of them. They're not going to hide behind the ball. They're going to come at them because they're expected to lose anyways. What, you know, what's the difference? Yeah. I, I think that about rail too, but I think they'll do it very differently than Austin. I think they'll just, you know, throw everything at them because they've got nothing to lose. I, I like that you said that and I agree with you. Um, and so I think it'll be a more entertaining game to watch for sure. Especially if, if I could see one, one team scoring early and then someone just throwing everything at them at the end. Um, on the other hand, while I, this, this one to me is my favorite game out East, the Pittsburgh versus Louisville. And I think it's going to start cautious and just by the end be just unbelievable. Like you said, a bloodbath. I, I think it'll start a little bit slow. They'll feel each other out for a bit, a little bit of uh, positioning and, and all that. And then I think by the end, it's going to be, you know, run your ass off until you win. Basically, it's going to be like whipping the mules up the mountain <laughs> with Bob Lilly at the reins. Um, so that's the kind of thing I, I picture on that one, just really ramping up at the end. Um, but I think that does it for me, at least pony, any final thoughts? I'm going to give you guys each a, a final thought and, and actually go ahead and just kind of see, you can list where everybody can find you since we got a guest today. Um, I mean, I you were saying that Indy and Indy National Games be interesting. I've been a little bit nervous for Indy because they've only won one their last 10 road games. And I mean, who knows what could happen? I've been pointing out some stats and that team immediately goes out and has been disproving me immediately the next <laughs> week. But we'll see. And for me, online, you can always find me at USL underscore pony. Yeah, just to comment on that, Pony, uh, we've been really wrong a lot of the time in these in these playoff conversations. So well, it, it depends if you use the bracket where it didn't or the USL one didn't actually force you to choose who won the play in games. <laughs> I'm actually at seven of eight teams still correct. I was doing great last round and it went off the rails for this one. But whatever. R- Richard, did you make a did you make a, a pick em graph or whatever? I did not. I embarrassed myself enough with my takes that I, I don't. I don't need any extra uh, help on that front. Yeah, fair enough. Um, one last thought from you, and then tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, I, I think that the playoffs, uh, as we go through, it, it's going to fit exactly what the stereotypes are of each conference. 
the West is going to be open. Both teams, I, I feel like, are going to be involved in more shootouts, more goals. Uh, expect Indy, Nashville, and Pittsburgh, Louisville to be much more defensive, much more organized, much more Jose-type soccer. So you're not wrong in being a little afraid for Indy. I have my fears as well. Uh, but first playoff win since 2016 – top four and a home playoff match that they win those were our expectations coming in everything else is just gravy so not not bad at all uh you can find me online i'm at tweet by richard you can also find our podcast no mean soccer on all the major platforms and find us at no mean soccer yep thanks richard really good thoughts coming in today i'm glad you were able to join us for this little quick show here um and go check out no mean soccer um I need to re-add it to my list so I can catch... I only caught the first two episodes, so I need to catch back up. Um, But yeah, that's it. That's it from us. We're going to try to do another show Tuesday night, and I think we're going to catch up on all the news. Um, One of those things being, you know, there were some complaints about different fields recently. Complaints, um, little things about teams looking kind of bad. But um, one thing of note is that Louisville, uh, we will not... Probably, you know, we will not see another game in that baseball stadium. That was it, folks. This one's in Pittsburgh, and even if Louisville goes all the way, there's a there's a higher seed playing them. So um, no more of that. So that's one interesting topic we will be talking about Tuesday night for uh, your podcast ears Wednesday morning. You're going to get doomed. So Louisville's going to host Sacramento or El Paso in the final now. Oh, you're right. Okay, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Could be the hey, final. You, you jinxed it. All I'm going to say is say what you want about football lines, but at least our field doesn't break ankles. So. <laughs> Just saying. I'm going to be so mad if I'm the one that jinxed it. I'm going to be so mad. All right. Sorry, everyone, if that's what happens. I, but we better get out of here before I say something else. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Talk to you soon.